everyone. Welcome to the Urban Robot Cat Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Likens. Chris IWK. I'm Corey from Strange Cat Toys. And we're here for episode 26. But first, we want to say thank you to our sponsors. First up, we have Stickerfied. Stickerfied made a wonderful sticker for us, and they want to do the same for you. So make sure to head over to stickerfied.com. Also, we have No Love City. No Love City, where you can get the full-color Urban Robot Cat t-shirt. Uh, make sure to use the code UrbanRobotCat at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your order. Next up, we have SD Prints, sdscreenprinting.net, where you can get some wonderful product to have at your table or booth. Also, your website, because you can't sell anything in person unless you're in the state of Florida. And finally, we have TYO Toys, tyotoys.com, where you can get some wonderful DIY platforms to uh, you know, put your own original artwork on uh, or just have a cool little item on your desk. Make sure to head over to tyotoys.com. Chris, what have you been up to this week? Just working on some commission work, trying to understand how people deal with being unemployed. I don't know, this whole layoff thing has got me thrown for a loop. <laughs> I feel useless. I'm like, I don't know what to do with my day. But you're making art. You're still, you're still working. I am. I am. But you know, as I'm just so used to making the art at nighttime. So it's just like throwing me off having all this time to do stuff. It's weird. You're just kind of like sipping your coffee, staring out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like just waiting taking, for it to hit. Taking a little break. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for it to hit 10 o'clock so I can start painting. You know, that's what it is. No, just uh, working on commission work. That's about it. Now, but how about you, Corey? Packing orders continuously. Struggling trying to get stuff out of China still. It's insane. And the prices have gone up to like, $17 a kig. So like what I would normally pay for like a big box is, I don't know, 200 bucks. And now it's like 500 bucks. So it's all the shipping. That's the issue. Yeah. It, unless you want to go see, and then it could, it takes three or four times as long and then could get held in customs. And then you could get customs duties and then you end up paying the same amount. But no, but what I mean is, is so the factories and stuff like that are open, and so stuff are getting made. It's just the actual shipping that's the issue. Yeah, and from what I heard from one of my shipping agents is that it's China's being really strict with all the PPE. They're requiring the pilots and stuff on the DHL planes and FedEx, and telling them that they can't like leave and go to only be in like certain hotels. I don't know why that's holding up shipment or making the prices go up. I know maybe there's less planes going in and out of there. I don't know. I was going to say, I understand there's less planes, you know, like less flights basically because of restrictions and different things. So that could be a part of it too. Less opportunity to fly in and out prices more. Yeah. What about you, Travis? Eh, Not a ton. Just identified a new project this week, the dead stock. I'm working with the artist quest one. So we should be bringing that toy to life in the next eight to 10, 11 months, something like that. And keep an eye out for it. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I've been really messing with all week. So, But we're not here just to talk about shipping issues with China at the moment. We do have a guest that is joining us this week. It is the one and only Rob that you may remember from a podcast called For the Masses or a store called Suburban Vinyl. Welcome to the show, Rob. Yeah. yeah no, wait, 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 wait. There was two Robs at Suburban Vinyl. There were. <laughs> there, was, there was there was RTO and, and RTM. Rob the owner, Rob the manager. Unfortunately, we don't have Rob the manager. Lacito's not with us tonight. It's just Lamino. But it's funny you brought that up because somebody posted up. We had a baseball card made from oh I can't remember the guys. It was uh, Art Hustle series. No, no, no. We weren't in the Art Hustle. Who did the Art Hustle series though? Tom from Sidekick Lab. Yeah. No, we had that printed up as a business card, and somebody posted it up on uh, Facebook the other day. And of course, me and Lucido both autographed it. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and Lucido's birthday was, of course, May the fourth. Oh. So Lucido, that's right, May the fourth be with you. And and Chris is being a little um, less truthful because he oh. also did have a sold out print this week uh, with two twelve arts. So he's been busy this week. Yeah, and there, were, and there was one sold out the week before too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so, true. The, yeah, the, yeah, I know you're being modest, but yes, there is. Uh, Chris has always got stuff going on. Fortunately, I'm in New York, so I get to see most of it. Drove well, past your mural over in Williamsburg today. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes. I got I, I, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to painting more out, outdoors this uh, summer if I could actually, you know, get out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's if we ever get like you know weather that you could go out and paint in. Exactly. I think, expe- I think we're expecting a snowstorm tomorrow night. But dude, it's, it's, <laughs> as I say, it's May, and it's it's like dropping yeah. back down to the 40s. It like makes no yeah. sense. I know. My convertible is staying up. <laughs> is, that, is that the one that you got through Carvana that took you a million years to get? Yes, that damn car. Because <laughs> I had two BMWs. I had I had a little, uh, I had a, a 90, no, was it 2001? 
2004, and I gave it to my son, and then I have a 2010 now. And then, of course, my son wrecked the 2004 now, oh. the 2010. Oh, but you know what? That's what you expect from 17-year-olds. They wreck your cars. What BMW are you driving? Uh, 335 convertible. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. And it looks great. And, of course, it's like 10 years old. So I hate buying new cars. They're worthless. Well, you used to deal with all that. So yeah. you, know, you know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. And I have a lot of friends and stuff that fix them. So it works out pretty well. And TYO Toys, by the way. Bring back the dumpsters, damn it. You heard it, sponsor. Seriously, we love those dumpsters. They, they don't have them out again? No. I, they I don't did. think so. Do I, they? Think they, I thought they might have. I saw posting stuff recently. The last time I got one, it was from the, um, the place up in Massachusetts. They had them on eBay, and I can't remember the name of that place. It's been around. Tainted Visions? Oh, yeah. Tainted Visions has been around forever. I, I got the last two. So I have one in my house, and I have one in my desk at work. Divisions are they legit? Because like I see that they still have sure they have in stock like old Astromian Rogers toys and it's like stuff that I've been wanting to pick up. But I'm like, ah, there's no way you still have this. You know what? I've, I've tainted visions. I don't know where the store is, but I mean they've been on eBay forever. And yeah. they, they, you know, they listed two of the TYO dumpsters. I grabbed them. I got them. Yeah. Maybe I was just looking on their site, not their eBay store. Maybe I'll look at that. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? The site might be not up to date. Gotcha. But uh, but it may. But but you know something? It may be also because I, I I remember I got boy. We're gonna talk toys. Remember the uh, they were the Japanese style. Kozik did one. Tara McPherson did one. One of the guys from Lincoln Park did one also. They were like a Chinese Buddha or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember I got the, the one from Tara that, that she did for them. I got it from those guys. That was, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago. can't remember the name of it. They've been around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It might have been a comic book store also. There's a chance they still got it, Corey. You should probably seek it out. Yes. Maybe write them. That's what I say. I mean, there, there is a good chance they may <laughs> have it. All right, I'll, I'll search it out tonight after this is over. Because anything you get that's Jermaine Rogers is sellable. Those yeah. th- those fans are crazy. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I got on a plane. The, I was on a plane the other day coming from Myrtle Beach at the begin, right before the pandemic hit. At the end of February, beginning of March, I was in Myrtle Beach playing golf on a plane coming home, and the girl sits down next to me. She's wearing. She was one of the. Uh, we carry each other. I knew her from there. She had the Jermaine Rogers pin on. So. Well, Rob, you, you know, you're talking about your, your BMWs and flying to play golf. You're, you're sounding like a baller. Yeah, right. Dude, man. I, well, Chris will tell you, I've always, I'm, you know, I just have, I, there's, there's one thing I just want to do and it's just have fun. And I tell you, he's, he's one of the only people that like, I don't know, anytime I talk to him or like have any kind of interaction with him, he just makes you happy. Yeah. It's like, he's like one of those people. Like when I saw him at my show at two and two before this whole thing, it was just, it felt so good to see him. I, it, you know, it was, we, we, that, that was a great night because we had VIP tickets. So we went over, we met the band. Um, it was a Silver Sun Pickups concert. Chris made fun of me, of course. I'm sorry. Just, they just play Lazy Eye over <laughs> and over and over again. The greatest hit album. Exactly. <laughs> no, no but I'm a, I'm a big fan of Silver Sun Pickups, and I've seen them in Baltimore. We went down to Baltimore. Me and my sister and my, and my uh, kid went down to Baltimore to see them. We saw them in Vegas. We were just in Vegas, and... We, they were there, so we went to go see them. But anyway, we met the band. We had a VIP night. Met the band, got a concert poster, signed it, took pictures with them. And after that, we leave, and we go over to 212 Arts. Well, before I even got to the Silver Sun Pickups concert, I'm, I was over in Williamsburg, and the mural over on um, what street is that on? I don't even it's, know that. It's, right off, the name of, it's it. right off of Meeker. Yeah, it's like called Grandparents Avenue. It's got like yeah. a... And, and so, and I'm curious. If I see this big mural and taking pictures of that and posting up. Now we go over, and there's Chris at the Two One Two Arts, and you know, it's not a very big place, but he's got about I don't know, six hundred paintings on the wall, <laughs> uh, of which I think five hundred and seventy-five of them sold that night. And then, uh, and after that, we go back to Eighteenth um, Ward Brewery. Yeah. And I turn around. I'm sitting there. And my sister goes, "Look behind you." And they have those basketball shooting machines in them right above the basketball shooting machines. Of course, there's another mural by Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Followed you the whole night. <laughs> so, and then, of course, you know, then we finished concert. And then the next night, I end up in Manhattan, some tiki bar down on the Lower East Side with 
the folks from Clutter, Kyle Kerwin and Sarah Boz and then and Gary from the Toy Chronicle and there's a bunch and CZ was there and we were singing karaoke and we go to another place, we go to Fat Buddha and we're over there and then we go do so and then they drop me off in Fort Lee and they take my phone with them. So I didn't lose my phone that night. Needless to say, three day, three, four days later, we're all sick. Every one of us was sick at that point. We all had coronavirus. Miranda, Josh, Kyle, Sarah. Yeah, we all. And they got, I never got tested, but they got tested. Josh had it the worst. I think he was sick for like a week. I had it for a day. And as a matter of fact, had I, had it not been going around, I would have taken some Tylenol and gone to work and never even noticed it. It's crazy how it affects people. Certain people, it just wipes them out. Other ones, it's like very, like minimal I, we had a guy at work that, and I, you know, of course, I'd gone to work Monday and Tuesday after the, that weekend, and I got everybody at work sick, and then the guys who got sick stayed there the rest of the week, and we had one guy never showed any symptoms, and he went and got the the uh, antibody test, and he came back ne- positive, and then other people who had symptoms came back negative, so for a hundred percent, I don't really think anybody knows anything that's going on right now. Yeah, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason with it. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, scary times. But you're feeling better yeah. now. I, I, listen, I was sick two months ago. I've, I've, been, I've been going to work every day. I was out. I stayed out of work for that week. And then uh, I stayed home. But, I mean, at, at that point, I'm fine. I've been going to work ever since. I work in construction in New York City now. And uh, we've, we've been working on um, a bunch of hospital stuff. So we're considered essential. And, you know, the shop's been working. The guys in the field aren't because we're still getting ready for a job we're working on over at Northwell Southside Women's Hospital. That's our coronavirus so, theme so for tonight. So this is the Rob Show. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> We're going back thanks. to the masses. Travis, I, listen, I, I got to say, I've got a couple of the uh, Angel Ones pieces. You guys did a great job on those. Thank you. Chris and I had Angel on the show. Back in the day. And I, yeah. I always love telling the story. And, and Angel, I, I would tell the story. I met Angel out at Decon one year. You know, it's a guy who just showed up. And I remember telling it when we were at the end of the show. I said, I said, you know, for you people out there, just Angel came up and gave me, he had done a, a custom three-inch dunny with an elephant trunk on it and a Christmas ornament. And I remember him giving them to me and I'm like, oh, so, right, yeah. but I, I kept them because for whatever reason, when people give me stuff, I always consider <laughs> it more valuable than if I bought it. And I kept it and I just, oh, I just liked it, liked it, liked it. And then next thing you know, it's, we had him on. I had him in the I had him in the gallery a few times for shows back at Suburban Vinyl, and then we had him on the show. And I remember telling that story. And now I see him coming out with this stuff with you guys. If we were doing a video, there's a huge painting of his behind my head. But it's just one of those things where he just gave me something. I just I it, I liked it more and more and more and more as it sat on my dresser that time. I, I, I'm just it's so happy to see his his success. I'm watching. What was I watching the other night on Netflix? And uh, there in the background was uh, Angel and uh, Goopmaster. Oh, it was on uh, Bosch on Amazon. That's what it was. I'm one of those people who actually enjoys my friend's success. So I'm glad to see also you're doing well with all Angel stuff too. Yeah, you know he was happy to come on board. You know, kind of be one of the early people to kind of work with us on making vinyl toys. So it was kind of a good partnership. Somebody I'd been following for a while, very similar to you. It was like he started talking to me um, very early on, being a decon and different things, and we just kept kind of supporting him along the way. You know, and next thing you know, is like, man, you got a good character. Let's make this thing into a toy, and that's. Kind of how it kind of all came together. Yeah, Charlie the Angry Elephant. People ask me about because I have one of his newer ones where he did a Dumbo with Charlie in the background. Those things always bother me because I have a hard time looking at them because, like I said, I'm old and I, you know, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. It takes me a while to, you know, can't focus. Can't focus. You ever see mole rats? You know the, <laughs> the part with Ethan Suppley staring at the those paintings. That's Rob, that's Rob looking at his own painting. <laughs> That's, that, that's, that's me looking at me on the phone talking to people on Zoom going, wow, that painting looks good in the background. What am I going to see the elephant? But where's Charlie? I don't get it. You know, you know. but right next to it is is a Robots Will Kill painting, so it's all right. So I see those in the background when I talk. And uh, on the other side is Ryan Heshka. And we, I, you know what, Chris? I have a big denial painting, too. An original. Oh, really? An original denial. Very nice. I know, because he doesn't do a lot of original things. I, I don't know if you guys ever had him on. But Chris and I had him on. He, he was a great guest. Yeah, good dude. 
He's he's uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff with one time run in Detroit this week. Yeah, he does a lot um, of stuff with them. Yes, he does. Well, he's a Detroit guy. He's a Canadian guy who. Right, he was a Windsor, Ontario guy. Who's got a studio? Yeah. <laughs> His studio is in. Yeah. He he told that great story about being an Art Basel in Miami and falling on the thing and cutting his leg. He was climbing on a um, telephone pole to put a sticker up. Uh, Damn. And uh, <laughs> Just for a sticker. Yeah. And, and he fell, and, and like a piece of the wood was sticking out, and it, it impaled his leg. And of course, being from Canada, he said, I'm not going to the doctor here. Fuck that. I'm going home. <laughs> Free health care. And he flew home to Canada to get that fixed. Yeah, he was... Well, Denial's a pretty cool... I, I, I'm a big fan of his art, so... I'll go on every, anybody's podcast and talk about you know, bump the values up, like Chris's work. Who's Chris? Who? Who? Chris? Who? <laughs> Don't want CZ again. By the way, <laughs> did he fucking blow up or what? Seems that way. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you guys. Now, this is a funny story, and I like telling great stories. CZ and I and Gary, me and Gary are staying in Brooklyn for Decon, not Decon. Um, five points. Five points. Not last year. The year before. And I get an Airbnb, Airbnb, not an Airbnb. And it's right by where I work too. So, but I go there, and Gary comes. Gary's staying, and it's a little apartment. And the, and the next thing you know, Cz's going to stay now. So now it's Saturday night. And it's going to. So Gary's like, "Well, I'm tired." But Cz's been in New York for a while, so so me and Cz go down the street. We're having dinner. And, you know, it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and we walk back to the apartment, and Gary's falling asleep, and we can't get him on the phone. This goes on until like three o'clock in the morning. Me and CZ are just, we're, 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 you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. And CZ, we're just walking around Brooklyn trying to stay awake, drinking everywhere we can find. And Gary is fucking sleeping in the apartment. Finally calls us up and says, hey, I'm awake. Yeah, so me and CZ got to hang out all night long. But now, like, you can't even talk to the guy. He's like, you know, he's got a head that's, he can barely walk in the door. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> He's a really he's a he's a wonderful guy, but you know, you know, him and I have so much fun, you know, talking about the shit that we had to go through with Gary. I saw his latest drop, which was yeah, the Martian Toys exclusive can butt clutter, 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 and and CZ at Martian Toys, and then Martian Toys and Quicks at Clutter. Martian's done a great job with this Tech Tuesday thing. Yeah, they're on like a eighty sellout streak or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, the only the only issue I have is one of my guys, Felix Catatomic, did one, and uh, fucking leg broke off the piece. Hmm. Like the whole leg or the foot? No, the leg. Wow. I, I, I mean, I was and, and Catatomic, you know, I, I, you know, Alex Rivera. What the hell does he go by? Playful Gorilla. Playful Gorilla. That's it. Yeah, we. Yeah, because uh, you know, I saw he did one. Um, it's been it's it's been really cool what they've done with it. I, I thought they did a really good job with the whole thing. Quix is yeah, and everybody knows. I mean, Quix is just a one of the nicest guys in the world. When when he did the show down at um, my plastic cart last year, I walked into the bar. There's a bar around the corner, and everybody was over there. So I walked into the bar, and he comes up to me, and he's like, "Dude, I'm glad you're here. You got to do the auction." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." I have become Quix's auctioneer in the U.S. It seems like whenever I'm in, me and Quix are in the same area. I get to do his auctions, which is pretty cool because Quicks always gives me some stuff, whatever I do, whenever I do it. How does one uh, qualify to be the auctioneer for a designer toy auction? I have no <laughs> idea. You know what? I have no idea. Let me answer this one. He, he's, seven, <laughs> he's, seven, he's seven foot tall and loud as hell. So. And, and, and I am the official raffle caller for the Chris Robots Will Kill and Friends show annually done at My Plastic Heart. Absolutely. I'm, and New York, and the Lower East Side every year. I haven't yep. seen. I hope Vin and Beck are well. Anybody yeah, who's got to go out, you know, they're looking for some good stuff. They can always go to myplasticart.com. Another plug. You see how good I am at that? Just right there. I mean, strangecattoys.com is great too. Now, don't get me wrong. I buy from both <laughs> of them. Corey's like, yeah, he buys from me. So he's the worst fucking customer in the world. Every time he buys something, it's fucking broken. <laughs> 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 those, those skull flowers, man! You went through what four or five? Oh, I feel like. yeah. oh my god, I did. I was I had the worst luck on those whatsoever, and I'm like the only guy with the fucking tattoo, also. So it's like it wasn't just you, man. Like I, I would say at least half of the ones that I got from the exclusive were broken. I know. Listen, and you know something? I never said a word on on any. I I talked to you. Took care of me all the time. You always do, and that's something. Anybody out there, Corey will take care of you. But Tara, I saw Tara up at Clutter, and she asked me about it, and I said, I said, no, it's been, 
it, it was such a great piece. It was beautiful. And when it was together, it was just, you know, it was great. I just, I don't know what they did wrong, what could have been done better, but. Uh, it was the, the packaging, man. They went with styrofoam. They got to go with that soft foam. So there you have it. Not everybody knows why. Corey saw yep. it soft. If you go in you know, large just, resin, go soft foam. Don't cheap out. So you, and all you manufacturers out there, you should be listening to this right now. Large resin, soft foam. Science. I, I, was just, I was just saying that the other day. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> Dude, Rob, Rob yeah. can you believe this? These guys don't think a two-foot-tall robot would do well. I don't know. Five-foot-four <laughs> robots doing pretty good, too. Hey. <laughs> you know, I think I might be five-six, right there? Oh, it's five-six. I'm sorry. Chris's robot would do great. Somebody fucking make it. Listen, Rob, Rob always... <laughs> I appreciate everything Rob's ever done. He connected me with some... Some toy people at some some events, and they just didn't. I don't know. They didn't want to talk. I don't know about I, I, I don't it's it's more along the lines of, hey, blah blah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, well, we do make toys for other people. Oh no, I yeah. I, I, I think he meant like you know you guys release it. Uh huh. Didn't pan out. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> Listen, Travis and Corey, I just want you guys to know that you, along with me, at some point, someday, are gonna be able to say. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, we worked with him. He won't talk to us anymore. But we did work with Chris years ago. <laughs> nah. It took, yep. it took, it, listen, it took him 30 years to become an overnight success. But <laughs> I got, you know what? Uh, listen, uh, there, there is, you're not going to meet anybody with a work ethic like this guy. Rob, I, you, I, I thought your motto was Benny Klein was the hardest working person you know. <laughs> Benny Klein. <laughs> Benny, listen, I'll tell you something. You know, I always voted for Benny for online store because I always know what Benny went through with his online stuff. Benny has done a great job. You know, the first time I ever met Benny was at, God, I can't remember the name of the store. It was on Gansevoort Street in Manhattan, and it had a monkey. Like a real monkey or like a toy monkey? <laughs> no, 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 What no. the fuck? <laughs> no, Toy 2R even did a, a vinyl of for them, for this monkey. I can't remember the name of the story. And somebody's going to remind me at some point. But we did a, Benny did a show back in 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. It was Toy 2R came to America with like the five inch. The key? The funny thing was I bought, I bought a piece from a guy named Lysol. But you know who Lysol turned out to be? Brian Albeck, Dead Hand Toys. I, I didn't know him for years. I knew Brian. I didn't know he was Lysol. One day, Rob was talking to him in the store and said, well, you know, blah, 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 Lysol. I said, I have a piece by Lysol. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, from the key, the key show that Benny did back at this, I can't remember this place. It was on Gan- Gansevoort Street in New York. It's is not very long. It's, it goes from, like, the West Side Highway and then three blocks and stops. But the, the, the funny light, I bought a piece from Lysol and I bought a piece from Orson uh, that night. The little keys, the five-inch keys. But I'm talking to a guy. This is the, the guys will still talk about this. There was a very famous person there at the time, Hugh Jackman. Wait, so Hugh Jackman was at this show? Hugh Jackman is at the show with his wife and his kids. And one of my kids was there. And the kids are just fucking running around. And him and I were talking about the kids. And, you know, he leaves with his wife and goes out. And somebody says something. This is blah, 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 Hugh Jackman. I said, Where? You were talking to him. I'm like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Hugh Jackman was at the key show. Yo-Ya Mart. Yo-Ya Mart. Thank you. Yo-Ya Mart. And the key was a great, because it, it was a great line. Uh, but he was crazy. Like, if you didn't pay him, like, if you owed him money in 30 days and he didn't pay in 31, he was pulling your account or something to that effect. And, uh, Damn. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, and then the next thing you know, it was just the whole thing was gone. So, so wait, were, before anybody, before, what was the... Uh, what was the? What did it look like? They're a classic designer toy platform. It looked like a bear brick. I like it better than the bear brick. Oh, it was much better than the bear brick. It was a stylized bear, you know, like humanoid kind of like where it had like a arms and legs and a body upright. But they also had like a spray key, a bear key, not a yeah. monkey. They had different styles of. It was QEE, by the way. I think the real defining feature of the key is the one was the stance. It was kind of like hunching forward a little bit, but one ear is larger than the other. Yes. So like it kind of makes like an interesting, it's a little more interesting than like the perfectly symmetrical, you know, bear brick. Something about like things being slightly off makes things a little more interesting sometimes. Hence my popularity. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Rob, while we got you on the episode, I wanted to take a second to talk about Suburban Vinyl and let people that currently are listening may not know your store. Uh, you opened it in 2010. What drove you to open a designer toy store, quite possibly right after the biggest financial crisis up until recently? What, what drove you to do that at that time? I need something for my wife to do. All right, good story. Yeah, there you go. There you go. One word answer. It was two different stories, really. The first one was more about vinyl toys, and it was at the end of the first heyday of vinyl toys. I, I don't know if it's, I say that correctly, but what was the company out of San Francisco? Strange Co. It was at the end of Strange Co. days, and you had some really great shit come out. The last figure they ever released, the Shepherd Fairy Can Man thing. Right. I mean, can you imagine that's your last figure? Like you make a shepherd fairy thing. Yes. I mean, you know, strange. And you know something you get, you got to get Lisa for on or or task because those guys were out there at that time. And it was, there was a lot of great shit going on. A lot of great artists like shepherd fairy was in, you know, doing stuff at that point. Bigfoot. There was so much great stuff, but that was at like the end of that. You had the keys Bear Brick, Kid Robot with the blanks, the you know, there was a lot of great stuff going on, and I I, I saw it as an opportunity because I had, my wife had nothing to do at the time. I was newly married. I had been divorced in like 2007, 2008, and we opened the store. I think 2010, 2011. It was a great store. It was a beautiful location. I had a lot of local guys come in. One of the first shows I ever had was with Jeremiah Kettner. Jeremiah flew in, and the funny thing was, I pick up Jeremiah from the train station, and who does Jeremiah come in with? It's J-Roo. So I met J-Roo that night, and we had a great time. Silk City Tattoo was down the street. Christian Massat, Masol Massat, however you say his name, who would later go on to be on a couple. He was on um, the, the big tattoo show. Jumping in any time, guys. Uh, the one with Dave Navarro? Yes, that one. Um which our, our friend Pon has been on, too. What the hell's the name of that show? Anyway, Christian was right down the street. He was he came in. He did some stuff. We had, great, we had a bunch of great shows. But I forget why I closed the store. But we, we, we really did. We did pretty well there. And I, I, I closed the store for a couple of years. And my brother, I, my brother passed away some point in between all of that, between the time I opened the store. The first time, the second time. Second time I opened the store was right up the street from my house, and we did. We had great shows. One of the first shows we ever did at the new location was a GI Joe show with the Loyal Subject. Before the Loyal Subjects was anybody in the beginning. Jonathan was uh, uh, Les Shetko was a designer of the the, the GI Joe pieces. We brought in the GI Joe outfits from Hasbro. They sent down G.I. Joe costumes from the movies. We had those in there. We had a picnic outside. We had a great time with the with the new gallery. And I mean, guys came in from New York. Guys came. Jason Chalker came in from Texas for that show. We had it. That was a great that was, show. That was in that show. show. You probably, that was, yeah. You that was in that. Shows. I think that was actually the first the first show I was at the gallery and the first time I came up to the gallery. That little gallery on the side there was, we, we would have, we, we had a great time. You know, we were there for three or four years. And Rob Lucido was, I had hired a kid. Cito had lost his job. The kid wasn't doing his job. And Lucido came to work for me. And when Lucido came to work, and we talked about um, Catatomic earlier. Felix got his start through Suburban Vinyl. He had found the designer toys and looked us up and said, holy shit, look at this. They're local. And he came in. He used to hang out with Rob. And Felix happens to be one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. And he would just come in and hang out. And Rob says to me, he says, you know, this kid, you know, he can, he's talented. I said, okay. He says, you know, what do you, you know, he says, do you mind if he paints the name of the show, whatever show we were doing? It might've been the toilet show. I don't remember. We did a show one time where people painted toilet seats. Felix painted the name of the show on there. And, um, and that's where Felix Catatomic got his start. Now, of course, he's everywhere. He's a big shot. Take it back even further. You asked me how I got started in it. When I got divorced, my first time, I, my kids were very young. My sister, trying to help me with my children, turned me on to Tar McPherson and Frank Cozy. 
And that's really where this whole thing started. And it was basically me and the kids going to, there was a picture on the kid robot website back in the day of the store in Prince street, New York and Lisa Lyons behind the counter. And there with me and the two kids with our backs to the camera it was one of the pictures on their website. And we were down there buying stuff. And my sister got us involved. And when Tara McPherson came out with her uh, alien space friends back in the day with Kid Robot, and there's you know, Jackson, like four or five years old, taking a picture with Tara, looked just like George on the back of the Kid Robot box. And she put it on her blog. So, and you know, now the last time I saw Tara, I was showing her one of the tattoos I got that Pond did of one of her characters. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten to the point where the people that we, we're buying stuff from we became friends with my son saw frank kozik when he was like five years old five or six years old and at a show and then he saw him like a couple months later and he says you know do you recognize me and frank kozik looks at him no jack my son jackson looks at him and goes oh that's because i got a haircut <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you know being being down in front of kid robot during a, a comic-con standing outside Kid Robot with Jerkface and Frank Kozik while uh, Huck and somebody else were signing something inside. and It's been a lot of fun. Ink Master. <laughs> Ink Master, thank you, yes. Christian was on Ink Master. Um, Pond, who's out of, uh, he works out of Queens, did a bunch of different Donnies, but is one of the greatest tattoo artists in the world. He's been on Ink Masters, too. I don't know if we ever had him on the show. We didn't have him on the show. No, we didn't. No, we should have. Pond's a great guy. <laughs> Somebody should have canceled, you know, stopped doing the show. Um, that's, yeah. Maybe we could start doing the whole thing again. I, don't know. I can't do it now. We're doing another podcast. We're oh, that's it. right. Urban Robot Cat for the Masses. Yeah, people are going to they'll listen to this and they're going to go, what? This is the reason why we stopped doing this shit. One of the things that, you know, being an outsider, I always loved about Suburban Vinyl was two things. One, there always seemed to be like a sense of community. Anytime you guys had a show, it always seemed like tons of people would come out. It seemed like everybody was having a great time. And two was that you would give new artists a shot by putting up customs and different things within the shows where a lot of people got, you know, kind of discovered, quote unquote, I guess you would say, out of your shows. And then you started introducing them to, you know, the masses. Uh, being a blog at the time, uh, always loved looking through your list of artists that you would send out in your shows and seeing who was going to be involved because a lot of times there'd be new names I'd never heard of. So I, I commend you for doing that specifically at the time you were doing it when it wasn't necessarily like the most I wouldn't say the most popular thing going on in the show, but it was like, or at this in the scene, but it was building. Like customs were becoming this huge thing in the 2010, 11, 12 timeframe uh, within the scene, and you were a big part of making that a thing. Uh, no, we 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 always liked that, and uh, you know, I mean, I remember talking to Quicks, and Quicks was telling me that he had a piece in one of our shows. I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't fucking read. you know. But you know, and but I, listen, I have to. I, I a lot of that credit has to go out to Lucido. Rob Lucido. Smack. 6102. Is that what that one is? I think it's on Instagram. Smack 6102. And unfortunately, I mean, he, he's not around as much as he used to be, but he was a driving force for new artists. He really was. He, he would find guys and he'd say, hey, let's, you got to check this guy out. We got we to put this guy in the show. And we would. And, and you know, 80% of the time, it, you know, it worked out pretty well. But you know what? I, I, I do have to say, because 20% of the time you did have those things where, you know, you, you ended up with people that you'd put in a show and I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but what they would do is they'd get in the show. Then the next thing you know, they'd put their shit on Instagram and they'd sell it and they'd never send it into the show. So you artists out there that are starting up, do not ever fucking do that. Galleries have a lot of bills to pay. Uh, producers have a lot of bills to pay. Benny Klein put up a, from Tenacious Toys put up a thing today. He says, you know what? It would be a collab, except that I have to put up all the money and I have to come up with the idea and I have to do all the work. It's not a collab. It's true. You know, it's, I always had that argument with artists who, who've done stuff like that in the past. and Or even like when I, I'll post a picture of a painting that's in an upcoming show and somebody will like offer to buy it. And I tell them straight out, I'm like, but you have to deal with the gallery. And they're like, no, you know, I, I just want to deal with you. And I'm like, no, it's already, you know, the gallery that's intended for the show. 
so the gallery is getting cut in on it because I'm not cutting them out. That's not how it works. And I've actually had people who like kind of like argued with me about it. That's just how it goes. I'm like, the gallery agreed to show me. Um, that piece was supposed to be in the show. They have lights to keep on. They got rent. Buy it from them. You know, they, and they, you know, they eventually would, but it's just funny how people get like that. It's right. screwed and, up. And, 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 and you know what? It's it, But if you have a piece that you're selling for $250 or $500, whatever the price is, if twelve thousand dollars whatever the price is through a gallery that's what you're going to charge anyway in in reality that's what you should be charging but a lot of artists i actually just oh. talked to some people the other day about this about charging you know only the 50 percent price and i'm like you're it's really stupid to do that I'm like because what you're doing is you're basically screwing yourself out of showing with a gallery because why is a gallery going to say to you you know we'll show you if they if they know that you're selling to people at you know the lower price point doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and what happens is it trains the the customer to oh, I'll just wait till after the show. They'll get it back in a month or two, and then I'll contact that person and buy it for half price. It's like the worst possible. Right, because you're you're reducing your own value. Yep. And and, and it's funny because Catatomic, who every time he as he got more well known, he would do a custom. He'd bring it to me. I'd put it online, and it would sell every time. So I can I'll always remember this. We go to Comic Con. And he has an eight-inch dunny. I, I somehow, I, I at some point, I got blank eight-inch dunnies. Felix does one, and he, I remember we're going to Comic Con with it. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, yeah, yeah you know, two hundred. I'm like, "What are you talking about? You know, it's eight-inch custom." And we were, you know, he was saying two hundred dollars. I'm like, "No, we're going to get three hundred dollars for this." And he's like, "No, there's no way we're going to get three hundred. All right, whatever. Just watch this. It's Comic Con, three hundred dollars. Sure enough." You know, put it up, gone right away. You kind of have to know your audience, and you have to not cheapen yourself out. Yeah, you know, as artists, you know, if you if you if if somebody's willing to pay X amount of dollars from a gallery for something, that means they're going to pay X amount of dollars for you for that. Don't sell it to them for less just because you're cutting the gallery out. No, it's you know, yeah, I mean, if you want to give them a ten percent discount, that's fine. If you want to give them a friend's discount, give them twenty percent, that's fine. But don't give them a 50% discount because that means your work's only your work is only worth half of what you're putting out there. Yep. You know, but you 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 sold what 50 prints in the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah, but yeah. Listen, we tried to sell prints one time. We we couldn't sell any, right? Well, that was, you know, <laughs> I still can't get over that. To this yeah, day, I, I still can't get over that. I think the timing was just not right, I, and I yeah, think, I don't I don't know what it was, but I mean, I, it was it, there was nothing wrong, but well, it just didn't work. Well, and it, here's the here's the funny thing is that after Stan Lee died, and I posted those print images, people went nuts for them. They were like, these you know these are so great, you know you know where can I get them? And I was like, I don't know if they're still available. I don't even yeah. know where the hell they are. I haven't found them. I I know I gotta find. <laughs> you know it's it's funny. You know you guys laugh about that, but you know what. <laughs> I, no, but you want to know something? It's funny because um, Jerkface made Jerkface was, was you know it's blown up immensely. He did a mural of Bart Simpson with all different colors in his head, and and uh, Nemo, Mike Mendez, Nemo had done the sculpt, and we casted a bunch in resin. Brian, Dead Hand Toys. Casted a bunch of resin for me, and Tori Soko Cat painted them. And I have ten—I have a bunch of blanks somewhere, but I have ten painted jerk face Homer Simpsons. And he posted one up one time, and the people in Asia went fucking nuts. He sent me a message. He goes, "Dude, do you still have these?" He goes, "I go, yeah." He goes, "Hold on to them." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." And I mean, you know, I said we we painted ten of them. We still, I still have ten of them somewhere, somebody's apartment. But I mean, again, you know what? I could have I could have probably sold them, but uh, when when I do sell them, uh, you know, I'll I'll get with uh, Jerk Face and we'll figure it out. We'll 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 get it. Just like those prints with Chris, I have we have me Chris and I made prints for Comic Con one year. So superheroes, yeah, they were prints on wood, and I think there was a. See, in in my mindset, I think there's a few things that the reason why they didn't work. One, I'm not really known in 
the comic fan art or comic scene or even the toy scene or any of that stuff. You know, most people don't know my work. You know, if I'm showing, it's usually in like, you know, the gallery, you know, setting or, you know, doing murals and stuff like that. So I don't think that people really knew too much of my work. And I think that they weren't used to seeing me do something like, you know, the robot painted as Thor or painted as Iron Man. They were great, though. Yeah, I mean, I love them. I, I oh, think they were, they were, yeah, they were, no, they were great. We, they were I, fun. They, they were, and it was it was a shame because I thought, you know, it was something that we could go on with and continue down the road because Prince on Wood did a great job with them. Oh, yeah, they were fantastic. And I, I, Prince I, on Wood, yeah. I felt horrible because I was like, well, those didn't really do well. And and I, I'll be honest, that's one reason why I really don't like doing prints. Uh, right. I, I got a bunch of reservations when it comes to prints. Right. I understand that. But you know what? These last two releases did show you that. Maybe that's get away from that because I, I don't. Did you, you have anything? 212 handle most of that stuff for you? Oh, they did all of it. They did all of it. And you know yeah. what? And they sold that. The first one sold. I don't know. It was three minutes. The first one sold out. Yeah, the second, second one sold out like in two. And one day he's going to turn around and go, who? Rob? No, I didn't do a pod. No, no, that was somebody else. Never. <laughs> right. I, listen, listen, if that's one thing, I mean, the, the, the freaking people who I traded with stickers with 20 years ago, I still can, I'll still talk to them, you know. It, I, I, I could never be that way because I, no. I would never want that to happen to me, you know. No, I, I know that. No, I, 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 I see what now you guys are doing a toy. No, okay. All right. You're doing a toy with MCA. Yep. Oh, that's fucking awesome. The worst show we ever did, me and Chris, MCA. He was all over the fucking place. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great episode. It wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a worst show we ever did. It was a great episode. But, but you know what? Chris, believe it or not, when Chris and I did this, and because I know you guys aren't doing it tonight, because Travis might have like, okay, a note. Me and Chris actually had, like, a script. We would follow, you know, we would talk about, okay, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about this. And it actually worked out until MCA came up. You know, the problem was, is, <laughs> is, is me and MCA had such a history going back. Right. And, and like, I, at the end of the show, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just sitting in the fucking chair going, well, this just sucks. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them are talking about. Oh, remember the time I sent you, st-? you know, oh, they were, they were, it, it, was, it probably was a great show. But I was just like, how do I, how do you think I feel when these guys start talking toys and shit? And I'm just sitting there going, uh huh, yeah, right? Uh-huh. And then I get like, you know, the best I, part, you know, the best part is Corey left like an hour ago. Nobody oh, yeah. even knows it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, blowing, he's blowing up a pool in the backyard. That's <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's me and Chris were like, you know, well, we would we would do a show like that, and one of us would just take over the, you know. Um, the, the MCA show it was just like Chris and MCA, and I'm like, okay, I'm just sitting here. I got nothing to fucking do. I think you know, actually, you know what? What I think was really funny was the the sugar fueled one because we, I think we, oh, I think it was gone yeah, for like two yeah. hours. I, I I think at one point I went downstairs and just like doing something. There, there just went on and on and on. That well, that was my favorite episode of you guys' show. Thank you, thank you. That's because, and that's because there was so much history there. Like we. I mean that that dude did everything. I mean between yeah. you know yeah. touring and selling flash and and you know right all that no, stuff. I, you know what? I go back. You're right. Hold on a second. You're right because we did talk to him about how he how he came out of Florida. So Corey liked it. He he actually left Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> he came back. He came back. Is he back there now? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, it was it was a history of him, like, you know, okay, yeah. So I had to go out and sell my artwork and to tattoo shops, and he was a kid doing that shit. But he was yeah. very, you know, so talented. Now that I think back about that, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was that was most full with a lot of like. So that's the cool thing is is like having people that have like a history because you know some artists really don't want to talk about everything. They want to just talk about what they're working on now. And they just kind of get weird when you try to talk to them about, you know, like where they kind of came from. Some artists actually want to just pretend like they were born amazing, which is just pointless to me. You know, it's like. Uh, but how about how about the episode with Kane? <laughs> Kane I mean, funny. what a great I mean, you know, what a great ride that fucker's been on. 
and I hope he's listening to this because we love him. But Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, he, he ends up going to – he went to SVA. And why did he go to the SVA? Because the application for SVA was only $25. Well, no. That, well, that, well no, I know what he said. That's that, what he said. I, I know, but the tuition there was insane. That's, listen, no, the tuition, no, his, but the tuition his, was one thing. But the, the application fee he talked about, just yeah. the application fee was <laughs> – yeah, well, that that just shows you the two worlds because it's funny. Like, so we actually have the same exact birthday, and he went to SVA, I went to FIT, and when I was at FIT and he was at SVA, there was always a joke about there being a rivalry between the two schools. So I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, he went to SVA, you know, spent the extra money, but he works for animation and actually has like a living. I went to FIT for cheaper, and I'm sitting here on layoff during my, my <laughs> nine to five job. <laughs> yeah, he's that's right. I mean, Kano's in California again. I'm happy for these people's success, so, and Chris is too. Now, that was a good thing about our show is we root for the people that we interviewed. I know, I know Travis doesn't do that. Nah, <laughs> not on this show. We talked, no, we talk, no, 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 no. Tra- Travis, Once that just record wants button to- goes down. We're just talking. <laughs> shit. Travis wants to make the toy, and Corey wants the exclusive. That's how it works. <laughs> That's right, 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 right. right, right. And, 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 and and they're not making your toy yet, so I don't know. But, uh, that's a different subject. So, Rob, all these artists that you do have interactions with—is it just basically from you being outgoing and and just a friendly guy, or like, do you think the shop helped? Like, what do you think is the difference? Because to be honest, I mean, a lot of the people, like a lot of the artists that you've kind of mentioned, you know, they kind of you know, are at a higher stature than a lot of other artists. Well, you know what? You know what? Look, you, you learn to realize that everybody is just kind of like a regular person. They all put their pants one leg at a time. Is that what you're going to say next? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Chris said that, by the way. So, Rob, um, while you were doing Suburban Vinyl, you kind of touched on it earlier. You kind of dipped your toe into to the world of production. So your first toy you produced was The Inner Child with Nervous Wreck, and then you went on to do the Jerk Face Bust um, piece in the in resin. What was the the big challenge of going from just being a store owner and selling other people's items to putting up the money, creating the piece, and le- releasing and launching something like that? What's the difference between being a store owner and making that transition? Um, th- that was the plan, um, but the plan was to, if you look at what I, I hate to say this, but you know it's it's actually really true. What Martian Toys does is that was the plan. But you guys are doing with different stuff. That was the plan. The plan was to have a store and do retail releases like that for everybody else. I ran into personal issues with my brother dying at some point, my other business failing. But that was my plan was to have uh, I worked with and I not his his fault, but my fault. I fucked up on it was Juan Muniz. We were working on something too, and I, I got annoyed. And I don't know if I ever told Juan this. And I hope if he's listening, he knows how much I support him. In fact, Juan Muniz is starting his own new thing, Nino Bunny. So if you guys go check it out, Juan's a great guy. But I was doing stuff with Juan, and the next thing you know, he's doing stuff with somebody else too. And it kind of got me a little annoyed. Why am I fucking around doing this if he's doing it with somebody else? And I shouldn't have thought that way because. Right. I, uh, you know, I, I, I fucked up there. There's no question about it. Because he gave me a great piece, and I, 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 I never produced it. And I should have. Jason Lamone, I was, I was going to work with Jason. And, and again, I, I, I hesitated. And then Martian Toys did the snowman with him. But you know what? I, I, I'm friends with Juan. I'm friends with Jason. I, I, and I'll say this, and, I, and no disrespect to anybody, but... I. That snowman was not Jason's best work. I have a Jason Lamone tattoo. I, Jason Lamone is one of the greatest artists. I've, I mean, he's great. And, and his stuff, there was more, there was better stuff I thought that could be done. And I could, I'm probably wrong because that one fucking toy of the year. It was a great piece. I didn't like it. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't make it a bad piece, but I didn't like it. But I mean, the passion I have for Jason Lamone's work it was not that. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I, I, they did a great job. They did a fucking phenomenal job. 
And you know what? Uh, and I'm a dick for not doing it with Jason because I hesitated. Uh, it, it's nothing to do with Jason. It was, has to do with me. But I, I was going through a lot of personal stuff. Through it was my brother had died at the same time, and that was part of my hesitation on doing these things. Had I started that ten years earlier or ten years later, it would have been a lot easier for me. I would have been doing the same shit that Martian's doing, that that you're doing, Travis. Like because you know all these artists, I already dealt with them. I would I would have made Chris's fucking toy already. <laughs> <laughs> That was but, one of know, one of my one of my favorite things was Rob. I think it was I think after, I think it was when the snowman won. You said to me, "Go, all right, we're making your fucking robot and winning robot <laughs> winning toy of the year next year." That's it. I, like, I fucking I, seriously. I mean, I love Jason, and, and you know, Aaron's done a great job. But that fucking snowman, I hated that fucking snowman. Well, guys, we've been talking for a while now, so let's go ahead and start to wrap this one up. Uh, Rob, if you want to give everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at Chris RWK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm only kidding. Um, I'm, I'm Suburban Vinyl, and uh, on Instagram, you can find me there because I only post up stupid memes and shit. And Chris, if you want to set them straight. I think <laughs> I nailed it. You can, yeah, I was going to say, you can follow Rob at, at Chris RWK or at Robots Will Kill. And Corey? Strange Cat Toys and all the social media. And I am Travis Likens. You can find me at UVD Toys or UVDtoys.com. We want to take a second to thank our sponsors once again. We have StickerFied, StickerFied.com, No Love City, NoLoveCity.com, SD Prints, SDScreenPrinting.net, and TYO Toys, TYOToys.com. But this has been the Urban Robot Cat Podcast, the show about art and the people who make it. Thank you.